You talking this past year at Wadapalooza? Yeah, in January. It was crazy. Boom. Nick Matthew, not Nick Matthews. Nick Matthew, people. Yep. Nick Matthew. No S, yep. Spelled a little differently. Do you ever mess it up? I do not mess it up. Everybody else does on the entire planet, though. So Everybody. Used to it now. Even my license says something different. <laughs> uh, Masters of Coaching, Paper Street Coffee, California Hormones. Those are the people that pay me money that allows <laughs> me to send my kids to uh, tennis lessons, jiu-jitsu lessons. They buy new skateboards for my kids. Uh, all because I get to uh, DM people like Nick Matthew and have him on my show. Thank you for having me on. Do you have a wide foot? A what? A wide foot? Yeah. It's a loaded, I, it's a loaded question. I do not think so. Oh. Uh, what do you think? I, I want to try those shoes, the tier shoes. The did tiers. you wear those at the games? I did wear them at the games, yep. But I got a wide foot. I'm like, I like, like anything Nike makes is too uh, feminine for me. Yeah, I would say they definitely lean more on the Nike side versus like Nanos with the, because Nanos kind of have a wider toe box, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're more, they feel a little bit more like the Nikes. I'm getting a little mixed messaging because uh, I think Vellner was saying that they were wider. The Colton Merton's foot's got, and Colton wears them, and Colton's foot's got to be wider than it is long, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know about that, about him, but I don't know. I feel like the trainers are narrow. They have a wide toe box specific Olympic lifter, but. Ah, that's what Pat Pat said that too. He said the, the Olympic lifter is super wide. Yeah, definitely. Are you uncomfortable in a wide toe box? Like you're like you're like it's just your toes moving around too much? Uh no. I don't I don't think so. I feel pretty comfortable training in really any shoe that I've kind of thrown on. Yeah, you're that kind of dude, huh? <laughs> yeah. You don't care if it's a rusted bar. Nope, not too picky at all. We have a few of those at the gym as well. <laughs> yeah. Um you give that vibe. It's the um you're compensating for all the 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 crop top is to compensate for all just all the other masculine shit falling off of you. It's like you have some dudes are trying to like masculine up, you have to like masculine down. Got to have that balance. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think people would uh, describe me as masculine <laughs> most days. They don't? No, I wouldn't think so. Um where are you in your room at Rogue? Uh yeah, I literally just got here about 45-ish minutes ago. Uh, do you have a roommate? Uh, I'm staying with my coach and his wife, and then my girlfriend is coming as well. All in that same room? Yeah. Uh, can, can I don't know if they're going to choose to use the bed, or I think the couch is a pull-out couch too. I don't know what they want to do. but Wow. Uh, who's your coach? Uh, Matt Burke. His wife is Nicole Burke. She She's a, a semifinalist athlete as well. Uh, tell me about Matt Burke. Do I know him? Who else does he coach? Um, so we're with the Proven Squad down in Tennessee. Um, and I think, so it was like earlier this year, I went over and just dropped in to go get a workout with them. Hold, hold on one second, Nick. There's some weird audio issue with you. Are you, are you on your phone? Uh, nope, I'm on my laptop. Hmm. Okay. Maybe, may, I don't think you have to talk quite so loud. Okay, should I back the laptop up maybe a little bit? Let's see. Okay. Uh, take two. Um, tell me about, uh, so you went to Proven, Matt Burke. Yep. Kind of at the beginning of this year. It's crazy to think about. It's only been a year so far. Yep. That's him. And a big old booger on my mustache in that photo. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> wow. That's a nasty workout. The Minnesota. Wow. 
Oh yeah. Thank you, Caleb. Yep, there we go. <laughs> he's a he's a medical professional, Nick. He can yep, do that. He can yep. touch your mucus. Yep, it's good. Um, but yeah, so I went down earlier this year and uh, just through training, just kind of like a little mini training camp, getting ready for uh, quarterfinals and last and um, semifinals and things like that. And um, me and Matt just kind of hit it off right away. Like, just he was very helpful. Just in terms of all of us just working out in general. And he's, I don't think he's like an official proven coach, but he works with Nicole and Nicole works on the, with the team as well. And he just kind of helps coach everybody as best as he can all the time. I mean, him just hit it off right away and kind of developed a really good relationship. And then from there, he's come with me to Granite games, me and him talk constantly just in text message. And now he's coming to rogue. He's coaching me at Wadapalooza as well. So been a good relationship that we've built i'm tripping so uh, this is weird because you're with proven but you don't have an official proven coach you got a random dude whose wife works there but we'll get to that in one second i want to build this story up a little bit yeah it's like uh so um what what made why did you sign up with proven what made you think that i mean i would see that program and i would see uh tia claire Toomey. And I would see Brooke Wells and I would be like, okay, this is for top five finishers at the CrossFit games. Yep. I mean, and, for, and for some reason you thought that it was a fit for you uh, a year ago in 2021. Um, actually I started, uh, 2020, 2020 with the, before I think it was just called Tia to me programming. Okay. And that, so that picture was from a year ago, but that the picture, pro- yeah. okay. this year, Granite games. Yep. Okay. Tell me about like the, the week before you reached out and how you reached out. How did you come to that decision? How does someone choose to go with arguably the, the, not arguably the fittest human being who's ever walked the planet? Um, basically they had their, uh, proven compete track set up or Tia Toomey's compete track set up online. And I just signed up for the programming. I've done every other programming under the sun from mayhem to grid, uh, with Jake Hepner to, I mean, misfits back in the day and comp train. And um, I just was kind of in like a spot after the 2020 games. I think I saw they were on a, like a YouTube video and she, she had PRVN on her shirt and I was curious to what that said. And then, yeah, checked out her programming and I kind of, yeah, I just liked how it was laid out and the format of it. And then just kind of rolled with it for the next couple of years. And then after about a year and a half of doing it and started to qualify for the granite games and stuff, I think some of the guys like uh, Dwight, like took uh, one of the other coaches down at Proven, kind of took notice, and I got invited down to go train with them every now and again. Okay, so you'd done a bunch. You, you knew you were capable. You'd already trained, done the training programs f- from the best teams on the planet. You mm-hmm. saw Tia's pop up. You're like, "What the hell? I might as well try another." Sh- she's amazing, and then you did it. And you and you is this the longest you've been with any training program? Uh, now, yes, I would for sure say so. So you're happy. You're at home. Yep. Yep. I really enjoy it. And then being able to have Matt as my coach throughout it too. Like we, we, we follow the compete track, the other coaches like Shane and Dwight put out like programs for us leading up to Granite games or leading up to Rogue or leading up to Wadapalooza and things like that too. So, um, kind of picked up on a lot more of getting the coaching aspect too, which is what I feel I've needed for the last six years. And, and where's home for you? Minnesota. And, and and what was the name of your CrossFit gym? CrossFit Minnetonka. Minnetonka. Yep. 
And you guys like have an abbreviation for it, right? M-N-K-A? M-T-K-A, yep. M-T-K-A. Minnetonka CrossFit. So um, when you get invited, you get invited. They see your score somewhere on the proven website because you're, you're logging them in. Yep. And then they see how well you do in competitions. And so then they invite you. Yep, that was kind to, of to, to Tennessee, yep. and you show up there, and that's where you meet Matt. Uh, yep, exactly. And he's there because his wife is a coach there, but but his wife's an athlete, an athlete there, and yep. then he and then you and him hit it off, and you're like, hey, this I think this guy can help me. You guys stay in contact, you exchange phone numbers, and it just builds like organically. Yep, exactly. Crazy. I yep. I, I wonder if you're like an experiment for him. And he's gonna, and he's like, wink, wink, like to Shane, like, time to hire me, buddy. Look what I did. Hey, I hope it's working then. <laughs> what's he do? What's he do? Does he own a gym? Uh, he works. He's a general manager, head coach um, at uh, CrossFit Trivium down in Tennessee as well. Okay. And and how old are you, Nick? I am twenty eight. I'll be twenty nine next month. And you have two kids. Yep. How old are your kids? One's 13 and the other is five. Uh, 28 minus 13 is 25 minus 10 is 15. Well, I didn't, I didn't have Jordan. Ah, ah, son. ah yes. okay. All right. All right. Just checking. Just, me. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> yeah. But Corey is mine. And, um, and uh, what, you 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 did wrestling and and where were you? Are you born and raised in Minnesota? Uh, yep, born and raised. Been in basically the same spot my entire life. And uh, you you were a wrestler five years of of high school wrestling. Yep, until I blew my knee out senior year. And so eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade, blew your knee out. Yep. That's doing true. the sport you love? Were you doing wrestling? Uh, actually, football is where I tore my knee out. Uh, blown MCL, PCL, and meniscus all at once. And then that basically took me out of my senior year of football and wrestling. Did you have surgery on it? No, I didn't. So, I just, so just did my own kind of PT and rehab. And I mean, working out like outside of sports, working out is something that I've always done since, since I was 11, 12 years old. Like I always just enjoyed being in the gym. I enjoyed lifting weights. I just enjoyed doing that stuff. Sports were just, just came natural to me. Um, and then, yeah, basically I took every health class and strength and conditioning class and everything like that throughout high school and basically rehabbed my knee to the point of where it was at and then just continued on with my weightlifting career with other sports after high school. Dang. I love that story. Uh, at 11 years old, who introduced you to weightlifting? Um, my, basically my dad just had a weight set downstairs. He did not use it very much, but it was just kind of sitting there collecting dust. And basically as soon as I got into middle school, I was like, all right, I don't want to be the little kid in the, in the school anymore. I don't want to be the weakling and basically started working out and kept with it more dedicated to that than anything from my entire life. It, uh, with the bar that doesn't spin and metal plates and, and yeah. kind of a bench that kind of, if you're not, it, it, it wobbles a little. Yep. For sure. I, I can totally picture it. And the yeah, pins the are just that are greasy that aren't greased up, so it's like squeaking as you're doing lap pull downs. Oh, he had that down there too? Yeah. Just like a old school 
full body cable machine and some dumbbells. God, do you know where he got it from? Oh, I don't even know. That must have been that was a long time ago. Hey, so is that thing sitting down there for as far back as you could remember? Remember, like you don't have memories of that thing not being down there? Um, pretty much. I mean, because it seems like something your dad picked up from the garage sale to get fit, and then just was like, nah, too much yeah, work. Not that was exactly it. And I guess I lived with my mom beforehand, and then my dad. I lived started living with my dad when I was in sixth grade, so basically went to his house, and then it was there, and that's just kind of when it all kicked off. No shit, you switched in the sixth grade? Mm-hmm. That's hardcore. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. I, I remember being like 12 or 13 and thinking, and I would see my dad on the weekends and like proposing that idea to him. Like, hey, what if I moved in with you? My dad's like, sure. But then I was like, fuck that. I'm not leaving mom. Yeah, that was just, that was, I mean, basically it. I'm, I lived with my mom until then. And then at one point, I think just being a dumb little kid, like I had a fight with my mom. I was like, I'm going to go to move to dad's house. And then, I mean, my parents, I'll show you. Yeah, pretty much. And then I lived with him until I was probably midway through high school, 16, 17, and then moved out entirely after that and started my life. Uh, siblings? Uh, three brothers, two sisters. Wow. Yep. So there's <laughs> six of you. Yep. And, and, and where do you, uh, I appreciate the time you're taking to do the math accurately. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 uh, where are you in the, in the hierarchy? I am the second oldest. Okay. I have an older sister that I've met twice in my life. Okay. And then I got two brothers and a sister that are just, uh, that are like 16 through I have twins that are 16 or 18. And then another brother that lives in Colorado with my dad. So, oh, so your dad moved out of Minnesota. Yep. Um, so you're you're kind of a sur- you're a survivor. You, early on, you knew like, hey, I got I'm gonna have to take care of myself. Yeah, I would say so. And I kind of picked that up like kind of towards the ending of high school, like like end of uh, junior end of junior year into the senior year. I kind of just I moved out and lived with some friends and kind of finished out my senior year that way. Wow! No shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got crazy. It's doing that. <laughs> What'd you say? You got some experience doing that. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of, I, when I was a sophomore in high school, depending on who you ask, um, I would say I got kicked out. Probably my mom says I left, but I left my sophomore year and I moved in with my dad. Okay. And he had an apartment building that was like in, in, in the crazy hood. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy hood. He bought a fourplex for $50,000 on the Berkeley, Oakland border. And uh, l- l- when he bought it, it was on a foreclosure from the bank. And the rent there was like in each unit was like $25 a month. And like people hadn't paid in two years. Jeez. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Crazy sure. needles everywhere. But yep. fuck, I love those two years, my, my, or three years, my sophomore, end of my sophomore year, junior year, senior year. I got crazy. Yeah. Teach you a lot. Yeah, except I, w- I was still a taken care of man. I didn't have to do shit. My 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 parents spoiled the shit out of me. Yeah, in a good way though. I, 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 I'm not talking down on you, mom and dad. It's, mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, so, um, so you so um, the fact that you didn't get into some squirrely shits, it could it could have happened. What do you mean squirrely shit? Like you could have gotten into drugs and alcohol. You could have gotten someone pregnant too early. You could have gone did. to. Oh, you did. Oh yeah, yeah. I got into drugs quite quite heavily for a while there. But what year was? How old were you? 
Um, I ex- first time I got drunk was probably like 15, 16 years old. And then, um, started touching drugs, like just outside of high school. Uh, marijuana, marijuana. Yeah. Other things too. Uh, powders. Yep. Pills. Pills powders. Yep. Did you ever switch to, uh, to smoke two? Pa- nope. Never did any needles, no heroin, no meth, no nothing like that. Whew, dodged a bullet. No meth. Nope. None of that stuff. Oh, I nope. dabbled. I dabbled Smoked in a cigarettes, bit. chewing tobacco. Yeah. Uh, nicotine's crazy, isn't it? That was the hardest thing to quit. Yeah. For sure. Nicotine's a savage. What a savage. Uh, and, and during that whole time as you're growing up, though, you're saying the one constant was the weights. Did, did, yeah. When you started at yeah. 11, you never stopped. Even, even through all the hard times, you'd be drunk on Saturday night, but on Sunday morning, you'd still ride your bike to Gold's and fucking get it. That was exactly it. That was the one thing I always hung on to. And then I kind of just had a breaking point at one point, And I was just like, I need to change my life. And I started working with a nutrition coach, got my nutrition under check, and then started focusing on my career a lot more. And then, yeah, just kind of good repetition, good good choices there on out just kind of changed my life. Um, what do you, what was the breaking point? Did you go to jail or almost die or? Um, I think I just, I think it was something small. Like I, I went out on the patio and had a coffee and a cigarette like I did every morning and just like yep. start hacking up my lungs. And then like I just flicked the cigarette, walked back inside and I was just like looked around and I was like, what the hell am I doing? Pretty much. How old were you? Um, I can't remember exactly. Maybe like, 21 20 so i got drinking and all that partying and all that stuff out of my system before i even turned 21 so after i turned 21 i don't think i even really drank in a bar until even my late 20s yeah why not just when i i used to smoke cloves do you know what those are dejarms yeah it's they don't have it's they don't have that kind of stuff in minnesota it's uh <laughs> but it's they're just silly cigarettes from Indonesia or something. Anyway, and when I coughed up blood, I just switched brands. <laughs> you didn't just stop it entirely? No. You take that as a sign? <laughs> These things. <laughs> you were you were a little more aggressive. So you you had one morning, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm killing myself. Yep, pretty much. And I was just like, I'm done with this life. I need to do something. Yep. <clears throat> and so you went to a nutritionist in, in – did you you did you were out of high school? What what job did you have then? What were you working? I was a cook at Old Country Buffet, if you know what that is, or like I a don't, but I like Golden it. Corral, like oh, a, yeah. some I kind of those. like home style buffet kind of thing. It's and a then, trough of food. Yeah, pretty much. So I'd work out and then just go eat as much as I could, and that was my that was my nutrition at that point. Did they give you a discount? I did. It was like. Free a meal or something like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I had a boss there that I started personal training and she let me eat for free whenever I wanted. So hell yeah. That helped out a lot. Um what what's it like being a cook at like give me an example of what you'd cook and how much you'd cook. I mean, anything from I mean they had meatloaf to macaroni to spaghetti to I mean just meats that are out there and yeah. Although every- they are all going out of business, so they are all going out of business? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think Gold Country Buffet shut down completely. I think Golden Crow is really the only thing that's similar to it now. Hey, um, did you put sugar Did you put sugar in everything? Sugar on everything? Yeah. Like uh, when you made meatloaf, would you put a cup of sugar in it? Oh, in the, like the, in the ketchup that would be basically on top of it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
And are you a good cook? Um, I'd say I'm a good cook, but I don't have not cooked. I'm going to give Ashley credit here. I have not cooked in a very long time. Ashley's your wife? Wife, girlfriend, baby mama. Yeah. I've said a lot of different things in podcasts. I, I appreciate that. No. I appreciate that. I consider my wife my girlfriend still, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I would totally refer to her as my girlfriend, and people would be like, "But you're married." I'll be like, that, that you, you don't. Oh. Yeah, you don't get rid of it. You just add it onto the resume. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, uh, pets. Yep, two cats. Oh, you have a complicated life. Yep, two cats. One of them's twenty five pounds, and the other one's just a little annoying barn cat. So it's obese. Is it a Maine Coon? I wouldn't say it. it's got. I think it's got like traces of like Maine Coon in it. That's why it's so big. He's not. I wouldn't call him obese. He's just, I would. just a big cat. A big, Caleb, Google twenty-five pound cat. Let's just just see, <laughs> see. Let's let's see. Uh I agree. Twenty stopping at twenty-one is rare. Wow, that can't be real. Yeah, those are those are full Maine Coons. Ours is not that big by any means, but he's pretty big. He's hefty. Wow, that's an incredible animal. Yeah. Ashley actually wants to get one. I'm like, no, there's no way. Uh, like how, much, how, how much are one of those? Uh, oh, it's one. like three grand probably. Yeah. Not not worth that. Easy people money are, after. People like crazy. Easy money after this weekend. Yep. Um, <clears throat> did, you, did you think you were going to go to the games last year? Um, I mean, I started CrossFit originally because the goal was the games. That was – from the from day one, um, which was what year? Twenty sixteen, probably borderline into 2014, 2015 is when I kind of first saw Froning. I was like, I can do that. I want to do that. And then twenty sixteen is when I finally like officially signed up at an affiliate, and then went from there. And did you enter the open in twenty sixteen? I did. Yep, I did it after the one month of doing like official CrossFit. And uh, and what was your day job then? Uh, at this time, I was a personal trainer. So about 20, 20 years old, I got uh, a job at or 19 years old. I got a job at the gym as just kind of like a sales rep sitting at the front desk, selling memberships, selling personal training, um, getting people in the gym. And then 20 when I was 20 years old, I kind of transitioned, started transitioning to personal training. And this was still kind of the time where I was like, eating bad food and doing drugs and stuff like that. And then I kind of fizzled out of doing the drugs and used that as my kind of way to get out of it and start leading by example with personal training and eating healthy and kind of that aspect of life. And then, um, yep. Did personal training at a normal global gym for six, six. Wow. Wow. What was it? Was it a gold gym? Uh, fitness 19 is what it was called. Um, Kind of like in anytime fitness, just not as big. Crazy. Well, there was a good. Uh, there was a good quote here. Oh, what do you, uh, Spiegel wants to know? Uh, what do you think about the noble shoes? Noble shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, um, that bad, huh? You don't. You're, 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 not you nec- go- necessarily. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of flat shoes, just in general. Like I really dislike the nanos. Nobles, I just there's one pair that felt okay, but then I I like the noble runners, um, and the noble lifters. If I was to pick any of those, but not their trainers. 
And are those ones yeah, they give you at the games? Uh, yeah, they gave you like eleven pairs of shoes at the games. Because uh, like, like I said before, every everything works for me. Like if I need uh, to wear it, I, so so the guy who the guy who everything works for him doesn't like noble shoes. Didn't I wouldn't say I don't like them. Okay, we'll keep we'll keep yeah. sponsorship opportunities open for you. Uh, Rogue just announced the workouts. Check Instagram. Oh, really? Nice. Can we look at them together? Right we'll have Kayla pull it up so so you don't have to get your hands fatigue your hands. I know I got baby hands. I need to toughen them up a little bit. Uh, Bruce Wayne, they're so bad he's speechless. No, no, he's he's fine with every shoes. He's 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 gritty. He's gritty. Yeah, and I'm working with Tear for the weekend, so Tear is the shoe to go to go with right now. So of course, just for the weekend, you're working with him. No, I've been working with. I worked at them at the games, but yeah, we're just uh, in a event basis as of right now. There's Court nothing process. Yeah, there's nothing official set up other than for Rogue or for the games. Gotcha. So you 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 work at a global. Oh, here we go. God, I like that. Will that that backdrop is dope, dude. Brand Brandstetter did that, Caleb. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, he just tossed it up today. Um, I thought it starts on Thursday. It does. It looks like it. They just haven't put it up yet. I think that's what that Friday, October twenty eighth, TBA TBA is for. But they just, they okay, so we done. don't know what happens Thursday. We don't know what happens Friday. Event this is Friday right here. Uh, oh, so event so event one on Friday. We don't know what that is. We don't know Thursday. We don't know event one on on Friday. Then event two starts at uh, one ten p.m. Central Standard Time. Twenty bar muscle ups, forty cows on the ski erg, eighty GHDs, forty cows on the ski erg, twenty bar muscle ups. Let's see event three. Like it. You do like it. I do. Uh, number three is back attack. Uh, oh, and it's a back squat from rack 405. Yes. Oh, look at, look at that. Mr. Matthews is that excited. Is Damn. Because of your history yeah. in powerlifting and bodybuilding. Yeah. For uh, sure. And then 25, 20, 15, 10, five box jump over a 24 inch box. And and I'm guessing you're pretty darn athletic too from the medley. So box jumps uh, should be fun for you. Yeah, box jumps are a fun movement for sure. Congratulations on the win at the games. Thank you. Appreciate that. Straight savage. Uh, can we come back to this in one second, Caleb? Event five. Uh, when when after you won the medley, did Adrian Bosman come and talk to you and offer you ten percent of his paycheck for saving his? Uh, <laughs> Saving him his life. He did not, but he did come into the back while I was on the bike. Yes. Did he? Did he hug you? Did he, Did he have a tear in his eye? Did you he have? Just, he came and fist bumped me and said that uh, it was just really cool to see me complete the workout and yeah, that was that was epic. Un- understate. So he understated it. He didn't really let you know how. You know he was fucking beside himself, right? Have you seen the footage of him as you're doing it? Like clapping, yeah, and I've heard him say that like I saved the workout for him, but uh, yeah, it's more than he's clapping. Like no one else in the place is clapping. He's kind of like, <laughs> it's some sort of weird like, like nervous tick even. Maybe like, yeah, 
uh, incredible. And um, do you know anything about Ropegate? Um, no, I've heard you talk about it with like, was it Hiller the other day or something like that? I, I think it was Patrick Vellner. Okay. Um, that there was, what, what rope did you have? I had to find out, let's see if you were one of the participants in rope gate. Did you have a beaded rope? Nope. I had a elite SRS, just normal speed rope. Yeah. And was that hard to do the crossovers with that? Uh, no, there are more efficient jump ropes for that, but it wasn't hard to do it with that. Um, cause P- P- uh, Patrick was saying he's been to the games eight times and he's never seen, uh, beaded ropes, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden there were people there, a third of the participants had beaded ropes and he's like, Hey, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. They all kind of, I, I guess I didn't pay it too much of attention, but they did magically appear. Yeah. People did all of a sudden have them. <laughs> um, um, again, I'm like doesn't matter the rope i'll still do it god you're great the bar or the dumbbell or the brain or the shirt you'll wear it doesn't matter yep yep um, have you always been like this or did is this ever since you're awakening in your 20s you're like you know what life's too short no i mean i would think so i'm not too picky about anything and if it gets the job done then who cares if you have the most perfect setup or the perfect outlook or the whatever um and then and then when you pressed to the handstand, you actually knew you had a – what was your thought when you pressed to the handstand? As I was walking to the bar, I was like, okay, if I get it first try, I win this event. I win, like, the cost. You actually game. had that thought? Yep. As soon as I finished the pistols, I was walking to it. I was like, do it first try, take a breath, win the event. And then as soon as I kicked up, I knew I wasn't going to fall, and I was like, there it is. So I was like, on the parallettes, walking over upside down, I was like, oh, my God, I just won my first event at the CrossFit Games. That was just crazy. And as soon as I saw that yellow line cross my eyes, I just freaked out. Uh, Clydesdale Media. Um, I think this is uh, Scott Switzer. RX Smart Gear started selling an interchangeable rope that included a beaded version two months before the games. Oh, interchangeable rope. Interesting. Wonder, yeah, I wonder what that looks like. Uh, and, and then, and then, and then you're, and then you, you won, you did something. So yeah. And then you won and that's, you're completely beside yourself. Yep. And you're the strong dude. Apparently (laughs) you're the strong guy that won the, the The little guy workout. Is is that a little guy workout? The medley? I mean, I don't know. Maybe less body weight on pegboards. Moving fast. I don't know. Handstand walk. I mean, you just got to be efficient with the with the skills. Is it true that before the event, you said to Matt Burke, "I'm going to win this"? I did. I kind of like just chuckled with him. I was like, "I think I can win this one" because people were like sitting in the back, and I heard conversations, and people were like talking about the crossovers, and they were talking about the press handstand, and the only thing I was really worried about was getting out of the first round. I was like, if I get out of the first round, because everybody can do all those movements in the first round, then I can go on and do everything else. It was just a matter of like, literally those first three pegboards were the only thing I was really nervous about. Um, did you say that about any other events at the games? Uh, I said it about the sandbag clean. Wow. Yeah. Fuck, you know yourself. Got to manifest. Yeah. Uh, that, that back squat event, can you win that? That, that box jump uh, back squat event? 
I think so. Yeah, boy. I think so. Okay, let's go back to event number five. It's a, um, I don't know why it's taking me so long, but it, it's really uh, amazing how confident all the athletes are that, yeah. I, that I'm just realizing this. Yeah, maybe it's because I've been interviewing so many confident people lately. Uh, it's just you? No, you have to be. Oh, uh, event five, axle bar, 155 pounds. Oh, lunge. Okay. So is that, will that be in a, does, do you assume that means front rack? Um, I would assume it means front rack more than likely. If not, monkey, we can back it, and that's going to be even more obscure. Monkey bar traverse. That's just monkey bars. I wonder if it's going to be like straight across or up and down, like some of the rigs have. And, and I'm trying to think where else we've. That is, that's just that's what the killer cage was at the games that one year, right? Way back in the day. And then hill run. Bag pull? Whoa, interesting. I'm assuming it's going to be the same hill as last year. And uh, monkey bar traverse and then axle bar lunge, 155 pounds. Wow, that hill run bag pull. I wonder if that's the new machine, if the bag pull is the new machine. Or if you actually pull a bag. Like the roller coaster thing you're talking about? Yeah, probably not. That's a one-man machine, right? That seems like a one-time thing. (laughs) They don't have 15 of those out there. Yeah, okay. This is possible. Uh, event six. Oh, that one's presented by Mayhem Athlete. Look at that. Uh, event six to be, de- to be determined, to be announced. Event seven. seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Here we go. What do you think, Nick? I like it. I just you don't have- like anything heavy lifting. So, And then the more obscure, the better for me. Uh- um, do you do you train with one of those? Do you have a log? I have. I've trained in the past with it, and then one of the gyms that I used to be at has one, so I went and practiced a little bit there and tested it out. And that's basically it's off the ground to overhead, right? Yep. Awesome. Okay. Event eight. Man, I'm glad these came out. This is going to be great for tomorrow's show. Uh, snatches, snatch and press. Three rounds, dumbbell snatch, nine. Nine. Ah, thank you. Parallel handstand push-ups, four-inch deficit. God, you you could win this thing. Can you believe 14 of the 15 best guys in the world are going to be here? Like, you can't get a break. The girls, it's like they're falling off like flies, but you got to go with your games buddies. Yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. Goblet's yeah, going to work out. Goblet? Sorry, Caleb. I tricked you. Set? Yeah, let's see. Goblet squats. Uh the goblet, seven rounds, seven muscle ups, hill sprint, goblet squats. Oh, that's good for you again. I mean, just an uh different a new movement. What is a goblet squat? You just hold the dumbbell the kettlebell here? Uh yeah. Or do you hold it here? Or do you hold it here? Definitely hold it, here. Hold it up by your face. More resting on your body, the better. And uh, that, that that doesn't seem, uh, I guess it's seven rounds. So that's basically just a burner. Yeah, that's going to burn the legs up. And then and then event 10 to be announced. I think we missed event four. Sorry, I skipped over it. That's okay. DT with a spin. 
that's the bar cycling workout dt right five rounds 15 cal echo bike deadlift 155 for 12 reps nine hang power cleans at 155 six push jerk 155 so the echo bike is the added piece to that yep yep wow i can't wait to hear what the boys say about the programming uh immediate thoughts nick i like it Take time. I'm talk to. I see my coach just sent me all the pictures of all of them. So we'll be talking about them when he gets here shortly. Everyone's on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what what happens to your kids when you go to uh, Rogue? Like when you're here right now, where are they? They stay with grandma and grandpa. My mom lives in the area too and has been a huge help with the kids. And yeah, she lives like literally three minutes from our house. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, makes it so easy sometimes. Any any thoughts about taking Rogue off, like just training in, instead of coming to Rogue? And any point in like taking Rogue, Wadapalooza, Dubai off? Uh, no, definitely not. I wouldn't miss <laughs> this event. And, and and why is that? Well, first year uh, being number one, um, I feel like a lot of times people in the off season take a big emphasis on like putting on strength and improving their like strength gains and things like that. Um, I feel like I don't have to take the time off of other things to work on my strength as much. So, I mean, I don't think doing off season competitions is going to be much of a hindrance for me. I mean, I, I love working out. Like it's just part of my daily routine anyway. Like after the games, I went back to training after three days because it was just doing something. I have to move. I have to get in. I have to do a class with my members or something of that nature. And, um, it's just part of the day every day. And and did you keep just the regular training you would have done, or did you switch it up because of Rogue? Um, it was a little less at first, and then I think as soon as September hit, it was starting everything, just kicked everything back off. It, but, but with the goal for Rogue or, or with the goal for the Open and the games? Or it doesn't matter? It's an irrelevant question. To me, it doesn't really matter. Um I mean, I know people like choose like their peaking cycles and things like that. And I kind of went through like my own like strength cycle to peak my strength out for the games, um, which I accomplished all the numbers that I was trying to hit with that and kind of even excelled and hit some PRs in the process. So as long as my fitness is going up, I don't care. Why do you think you like this? Why do you think you like uh, CrossFit? Why do you think you like this, this sport? Why do you think this is for you? Um the sport itself or just CrossFit in general? I feel, like CrossFit, I feel like CrossFit in general, like the community is probably the biggest aspect of that for me. I mean, I've been doing, I've been building relationships and training people and coaching people and like bringing people, like trying to bring them together in groups. And I did free workouts on the weekends for people for six years. Um, so I always liked that community aspect and people getting together and cheering each other on and um, all that. And then, like I only have been uh, L1 coach in a gym, in a CrossFit gym since 20 or two years now at CrossFit Minnetonka. Before that I had my own place and just kind of did personal training and ran group classes at my global gyms and stuff like that. But I just feel like in terms of CrossFit itself, like just having the community around and the people in the affiliate making the friendships and all that makes it way more fun. And when you when you stepped into CrossFit uh, Minnetonka, was it already there? And then you sort of just started taking over. Yep, uh, the old owner kind of 
um, he was just kind of getting, I'd say maybe a little burnt out, a little tired of coaching as many classes as he was. And he wanted to take on another career. He had um, kids on the way, um, things like that kind of started happening. And then uh, the co-owner that he had found me at a competition and asked me if I wanted to come in and be a head coach GM. And I was like, yeah, hundred percent. Let's go. And, and had you, and you, had you ever trained in a CrossFit gym before? Like uh, personal training stuff? Yeah. No, nope. Just worked out myself. And then uh, it was right when COVID hit uh-huh. like two months before COVID uh, I got offered this job and I had my own personal training studio and smoothie bar at the time. Uh-huh. Oh, inside the Globo gym? Uh, no, I, after the Globo gym, I opened my own place for three years. Okay. And, and what was it called? The healthy way. The hell? Okay. Yeah. And at that point, had you found uh CrossFit? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Tell, tell me about that. Wow. There's so many, so many gyms yeah. I'm trying to keep track of. Tell yeah. me, tell me when you first found CrossFit, how that happened. Uh, 2016, I found is, so I did a, so 2016 is when I officially started CrossFit. Uh, I did powerlifting and bodybuilding and all that stuff before that. And I ended up doing a bodybuilding show and I was not very good at following a nutrition plan back then, at least to the extent of some of these bodybuilders do in terms of like drying out and things like that. And, uh, I got kind of sick of that. Cause I was like, Oh, so this is all opinion based. Like I'm just working out in the gym just to to look good, to make my shoulders a little bit bigger, to make my arms a little bit bigger. And then I just got bored at some point. And then I, I got introduced to a powerlifting meet. I was like, okay, this is a fun competition where you either can pick it up or you can, or you can't. And that's how the winners decided. So I did that. And then afterwards, uh, I think the, basically the story that I have is I went out for like uh, a, five, a three mile run and I couldn't run it without stopping. And that was kind of like what woke me up to be like, okay, I'm in shape. I look good. I'm fit. I'm strong, but I can't run three miles without stopping. So then I found CrossFit and found out there was a way to compete in it too. So kind of charged in full head of steam. Had you heard of it when you were doing the, the bodybuilding and powerlifting, you would hear rumblings of it? Yeah. Uh, I saw, I just saw like Rich Froning do it. I looked up, CrossFit workouts on Google and it gave me like seven hero wads to try um, or seven benchmark workouts to try. And I did Cindy at one point was like kind of the first introduction to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that in a global gym and on the website, it said body weight squats, like air squats. And I was like, there's no way these guys are just doing air squats or body weight squats. I'm going to put on my body weight on the bar and do that for the workout. Good idea. Good idea. And I learned learned real quick. Like I remember going through gyms and looking at the row machine and being like, I will never get on that thing. And then, yeah. I, I I love, I love those stories. It's like meathead ego story. Yeah. My story was, is I didn't know the workouts were timed. So like I would do Fran and I would just like do 11 thrusters and then go get a drink of water, talk to some people. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. cruise back over. Just, yeah. I just did it like, and it took me forever to figure out, Oh shit, you're supposed to do this. And I always liked the workouts. Yeah. But two minute break between sets of thrusters, whatever. Talk to someone like, take turns. Me and yeah. you do friend. You do your 11. I do my 11. I do my 10. You do your 10. We go over to the pull up bar. You know what I mean? Hang out, yeah. yep. shoot the shit. Mm-hmm. And they were still great workouts. Um, so, so then you go into, so you dabble by yourself at first and then, um, why, 
it seems awfully humble of you to go to a CrossFit gym. Why not just, you have a bodybuilding background, you have a wrestling background, you have a, uh, powerlifting background. Why not just keep doing CrossFit in the gym and in, in the global gym or in your own studio? Why, why do you start messing around with the actual facility? Affiliate? Because I knew that if I needed to get, if I wanted to get better at it, I needed to get to a place where they had the equipment, the rubber plates, instead of doing cleans with metal weights and, learning how to do strict ring muscle-ups and like the whole point behind a Metcon or a wad or figure out how much I should be doing in a day and how to set up the structure to a workout. And, and which gym was that? Uh, the first one I went to? Yeah. Allegiance Fitness. Is, is, that, is it affiliated? Um, it closed down six months after I signed up, but it was... You put them out of business. Yeah, right. It was like a 30,000 square foot facility that just... They threw every aspect of fitness in from bodybuilding to sports training to American Ninja Warrior. They just put it all in a gym. Uh-huh. And it ended up failing. But oh, it sounds dope. Yeah. It was it was a the only place, place. The only other place that they have that is in military installations. <laughs> they right. Just throw everything into a gym and they're like, Yeah. Here it is. Yep. That was literally their whole philosophy too, was it doesn't matter what you're trying to train for, you can come here and train for any of it. I, I trip when I see these beautiful I, – I've never seen one in California, but I see them in the south, maybe Texas. I see these beautiful Ninja Warrior training gyms. And I'm like, God, how the f- – I mean they're dope, but how do those people make a living? Yeah. They look really expensive to maintain, and, and it's not like 50 people can be going at the same time, or at least it doesn't look like it. Like the actual courses? And- yeah. Yeah. I mean it just look, and, but the facilities are nuts, and all the equipment you need and all the shit that's built on the walls and – Okay, so and and then you get in there and you realize you not only you you like it but you're also good at it. Yep. There was like a leaderboard of the people that were the athletes there and my goal right away was to make it to the top of the leaderboard and then the open that first year was the perfect opportunity to try. And did you have any of the skills that that are in CrossFit that maybe powerlifters don't have like double unders, walking on your hand? Did you already have all that? Yeah, I can do all that flips and handstand walks up hills. And is that from yeah. wrestling or just being all a kid? Aesthetics. Just, yeah, partly wrestling, partly just growing up being a kid. I was a skateboarder for a long time, so I was always outside when I was growing up. I just, like, you'd see, I'd see somebody do something like a backflip off a picnic bench. I'm like, I want to learn how to do that, or I can do that. And just kind of try to pick it up. Boys will be boys. Um, That's basically it. Are you still skateboarding? I keep playing with the idea that I go every, like any now and again, but I haven't made it a chance to yet. Uh, how about the, how about the muscle up? Was that pretty easy for you to get? Yeah, I could do muscle ups right away. The only thing that was, the only thing I couldn't do right away that took me maybe like a week or two to get was strict ring muscle ups. Crazy. <laughs> so, so basically you came into this, as like a, a, a block, a, 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 a rock that could be sculpted. You knew you from your, your history of being an athlete, like a lot of these people, I mean, you're not alone, brought you pretty close. And then it's just a shitload of work to start refining the stuff to be at the elite level. Exactly. Like it was, I had no engine. Um, even some of the movements like kettlebell swings, I was doing them, swinging them only up to eye level, whereas you're supposed to bring them up overhead. Um, yeah, it was just kind of refining skills and just learning kind of 
learning how to do CrossFit, learning how to structure the day. It's crazy too. I, I can't remember who it was, but someone just told me or I read or saw somewhere, heard someone say that it took them six years to get a muscle up. I mean, that's, that's putting in some work. Yeah. Maybe it was Don. Was it Don? Did Don say that in the podcast? Basically, I think he said he'd been doing CrossFit. Well, in his defense, Don's the new CEO. I think I heard him say he'd been doing CrossFit for six years and he didn't have a muscle up. And so then just one summer, he's like, okay, enough of this shit. I'm getting it. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Yeah, it's a lot of body awareness. And I mean, I even tell the members at my gym too, like coming into CrossFit, I already had the prerequisite strength to be able to do stuff like that. So they weren't like pretty muscle ups by any means at first. Like they were very muscled and very unflexible, like doing them, but I had the strength to pull myself into positions and then I just had to learn the technique and the efficiency and everything. That thing where you jump over the, uh, the, the chasm between the two uh, handstand walk obstacles. Did that yeah. ever go bad? Has that ever gone bad? Uh, actually that was the first day that I tried it. God, that could be hairball. Yeah. I get one of the members at my gym. Uh, he just sent me a video of some like Olympian gymnastics guy did it. And it was like a, a three foot gap. And he was like, you should try it. I was like, maybe I will. And it was just kind of sarcastic. And I was like, you know, what? let's see what I can do. God, that looks so hairball. When you push off and the whole box goes like this, like if for some okay. reason it would have teetered up. It's very sketchy. Oy, and oy, the Titan, the Titan Fitness um, stairs are a lot lighter than the ones they have used at the games. They are okay. Yeah. Um, so when you when you train at Proven, so you so when you get invited down there to Proven and you train, is it is it you know is is it Tia and Scott and Brooke and? Yep, it was the whole deal. Yep, it was very nerve wracking at first. Yeah, and and how many days would you, how many days would you stay down there? I went down for just like a, a long weekend, get there on a Thursday, train Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come home Monday. And that's been a majority of the trips that I take down, just kind of as a tune-up before the next event that I have. So, like, we went down before Granite Games as a little tune-up, and then we also had a full board. Anybody who's doing the proven uh, track, they had a semifinals camp for us as well. And then a tune-up before the games. I went there on their peak week of training just to get my ass kicked one more time before the game started, and, yeah, did it before Rogue. So you were just down there prior to this? Yeah, about three weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. And obviously you find them beneficial if you keep going. Yeah, definitely. It's not a distraction or a burnout or... Not at all. And it's it's honestly been really great. Like Shane's great. Tia's great. All the other athletes are great. They took me in and, I mean, we all chat and have fun while we train. And, yeah, it's been a great time going down there with all of them. Uh, will you do Dubai? Well, I do Dubai. Yeah. This year? No. Yeah. Yeah. Is is it closed already? I think so. Okay, but you will do Wadapalooza. Yep, I'm going to Wadapalooza. And anything else besides Wadapalooza? Nope. Uh, I'm doing the individual, but looking for a team. So if any other athletes are out there that want to do the team of three as well. Oh, because they're on separate days. Yeah, and I don't want to go to Wadapalooza just to compete for two days. I want to, like. I'm taking time off work. We're making it a vacation. I don't really like spectating. So. Um, in the, in the games, in the time domains, do you have a preference of longer events or shorter events that are, that are made for you? I know that's um, pretty broad. 
I feel like it used to be more. Like I used to think about that more. I used to like favor like the short anaerobic just sprint because there was no strategy to it. It's just go and don't think and just just do it. And then where like the workouts that were 15 to 18 minutes, 12 to 18 minutes, where there's a little bit more strategy in there, that one's what I would struggle a little bit more with. And those days are over ones like more for triple three. I feel like I come back to, I can be very gritty for a long time in workouts. So you're getting, you, you really are getting well-rounded. Trying. (laughs) I watched a video. uh, It said it was three months old. So it's, it's, it's before the games and you were out in a field and I want to say you were with Sydney Wells and some gentleman I didn't recognize. And, And Dwight, okay. And was that other guy, um, uh, Coach Matt Burke, was he that one out there? Um, there was a sandbag on the back of a pickup truck, and you carried it out to a field. Yep, I don't remember if I don't remember if Matt was there, but I know Dwight was. Dwight Upshaw, he used to coach at Rosa's gym. Uh, Ro- Eric Rosa, correct. Uh, just dropping Rosa's name. I like that, Nick. Yeah, very good. Um, whose idea was it to bring that sandbag there? I was like, holy shit! So. So Nick had been messing with this thing. I mean, that was the exact same dimensions, right? Basically, is the one you had at the games. So that sandbag, well, that was before Granite Games that we went down there. Okay. Yep. And that was just because Granite Games is outside. They're on turf. So we were trying to get used to just moving sandbags outside and in the turf. And, I mean, over we did something with, like, shuttle runs, sandbags, overhead squats, just to get a feeling of being out there in the heat. By the way, that that's not the bag I'm talking about, Caleb, by the way. But go on. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on, Nick. Yeah. Um, so we just did – it was just kind of a Granite Games prep workout for Granite Games style stuff. And whose idea was it to bring the sandbag? Um, Shane or Dwight or somebody. I'm just along for the ride when I'm down there. I mean, it's kind of brilliant, right? I'm guessing that was the – I'm guess, is that the only sandbag you touch, that one and the one at the game for 2022? No. We train with sandbags quite a bit. Oh, you do? The heaviest sandbag I've ever lifted was a 250, and I usually use that mostly for – I've done, like, a few workouts where I do some cleans with it, but most of the time it's just carries or squats with it. So – Those I, ones that are shaped like a pill like that? The long ones, yeah. Yeah. I won wow. that lose a, back in, like, 2018. Wow. But that was the heaviest one I've touched before the games, and then the games was just like, well, we'll see what happens. Okay. So shit like that's not a total surprise. No. You started the games and you weren't freaking out. No. Like I said, I told my coach that I was going to win that one. Crazy. And um, what is the most memorable part of that workout when you're out there? Do you have, does anything just stand out? Like someone, yeah. Like, like you pooped, like you pooped your pants a little bit or he farted next to you. Or is there anything that's like, Oh shit, that was the most memorable. You saw someone naked run through the stadium. No. Did you really hear that though? No, did you? My pants, yeah. No, did you really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. See, I've been around. I've That's, been around. I mean, that was yeah. I yeah. My butt felt like it blew out on like the three thirty cleans. I don't care who hears this or how I talk about it, but um, that's the. I mean, that's max effort. Yeah, it was there. That was the only reason I didn't give the three fifty bag a second shot was because my my ass hurt. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good. Okay, let's but walk through this. Most memorable, if we're going back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, let's walk. Let's walk through. Would you say it was a shart? My kids are always like yeah. a yeah. shart. Yeah. And and so you were expecting a fart. 
Oh, but it was, it was like sandbag clean. So you didn't even have time to think about it. Nope, it just happened. Like, hey, here I am. Yeah. But you made the clean. Yep. I God, I would love to see. Is there any way we could get that? Is there any way you could show the video of the three thirty and Nick could point out to us right when he dropped the rabbit pellet? And okay, so you have those leggings on there, so nothing came out. No. It's not like it dropped out on the floor. It's in there. It wasn't that much that it would fall out. That's incredible. I you can't be alone. Oh, yeah. this is definitely happening more than I mean, we were I mean that's some heavy bags. Um that happens when you lift heavy weights. Um I, I, yeah, we, I wonder which girls pooped their pants. Um there seemed to be like some crazy psychological like the guys in all honesty, every lift that you guys started making over 300, it looked like it was every guy's last lift, basically. Not every, most of the guys like Danny Spiegel, like you, when she lifted, you're like, fuck, there seems to be no end. Mm -hmm. But the guys look like they were like going high on cocaine down yeah. and they'd come back up there and you'd see them get all fucked. Especially Ricky and Justin, you'd see them get so fucking like they had some ability to turn turn something on but yeah. they look after they were done they always look worked yeah all eyes bloodshot and yeah it was good that was that was a crazy event that was so fun and i think the coolest part too was like when it got down to like the last two or three bags from 330 to 350 we all were like sitting down there bullshitting like the stress kind of went away the here the the thought of like us all like competing against each other and like keeping our cards close to our chest kind of went away. And it was just kind of a bunch of bros just out there lifting some weight. What do you think that is about when you, what do you think that is like that brought you guys together? Was it because the weights were starting to get absurd? I think so. It was like the last five of us. Like we were all surprised that we were hitting the numbers. I would, I would say. And, and so you lift three thirty. um, you make the lift, you, you, you make a little deposit in your shorts and then you go back and you sit down and you have to do a 340. Yep. And and what what number would do you remember what if any of the who went up to do 340 before you? I don't remember who what order it was. But I said if somebody gets it in front of me, I'm going to for sure get it. And did someone get it in front of you? I th I think I was like second or third and it was all five of us hit the 340 and then we all missed the 350. Crazy. And 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 when the 340 was done and all the bags were done, you just did you just assume it was a tie? I assumed we were all going to do the tiebreaker anyway. What? But but the they hadn't brought the bag out. I mean before before they brought the bag out. Yeah, before the three forty. Which was the best? No, the, the after the three forty, you guys were out of bags, right? And then they rolled out the three fifty. Yes. So when you guys were done with the all, oh, I see. You thought you guys would all go over to where the light bags are and you would do the tiebreaker. I'm sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood. Yeah. And then they would have put us one through five on that. That's what I thought. Which ended up basically happening anyway because we all missed the 350. What bag is this? Is this the three? In seven seconds, Caleb. Don't fucking, don't fuck us. This is 340. And that's Nick on the left? Yep. So you got a little deuce in your pants. You don't care. Nope. You don't care. Intestines feel like they're going to fall out. Oh, my God. So savage. So as you approach the 340, um, do you know you're going to get it? I mean, I was pretty, I was pretty confident. It was just like 
kind of you got to turn off thinking at that point and just know that, well, it's just going to be a fight. And if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. But just turn it off, throw out a little yell, and slap yourself up a little bit and just lift it. Man, did you see Cole Sager fight with his bag for a minute that one time? Yeah, yeah. literally like a whole minute he had it on him. Yeah, what did you think about that? Were you just like, oh, you're fucked, buddy? I think that's the stuff that made the event were some of those fights because then the crowd got behind it and when Cole was sitting there fighting and he'd come down for a break real quick and then go back up again, like I think that's the stuff that made the event so exciting. Because there were some that fought through like that for 30 seconds with the bag on there and then they ended up making it. So Cole's was crazy. Yeah. I don't remember if he made that one or not. He did not. He did not, yeah. Um, when in one of the interviews I saw you did, you said that um after you won the medley, you received a lot of praise, text messages mm-hmm. from from your circle of support, people you hadn't heard from in a long time. It's kind of cool to hear you say that. Yeah. Because because as as, a, as from the audience, you kind of just see that these people are just like kind of stone cold killers, mm-hmm. and that they wouldn't admit that like the compliments from the outside help at all. Yeah, and I I don't know if that's just I mean I come from like big community like I'm coach at my gym I'm the general manager of my gym when I leave the floor like we got hundred and something members that like. I see on a daily basis and we talk and bullshit with and laugh and joke and work out together. And, um, that's just at my gym now, but even over the time of me being in CrossFit or in working out or all the way back to during my beginnings of personal training days, like I have built relationships up with a ton of these people and, um, I've supported them in their times and it's great to have them support me as well. So literally were there people you hadn't heard from in years who were even like surprised were even watching yeah. And a text message rolls in near the man, Nick. Yeah. Even my, even my great, my grandma messaged me and she has no idea with anything to do with like working out or fitness or anything. Like she's very disconnected. She was like, Oh, I heard you're doing really good at games or something like that. And <laughs> like at your game or yeah, she sent a long message or something like that. Literally no idea what's happening, but she heard something. <laughs> That's such a grandma thing to say. Hey, I heard you're really doing good at the game. Good job. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got a deuce in your pants and you're lifting 340 pounds over your head in a stadium full of people screaming at you. Yep, bloodshot eyes, sore back. Yep. Um. Uh. Let's talk about that in the in the morning. How did did you feel that one? Um. No, I didn't feel too sore. I think the the biggest things. I just had like a tweak in my shoulder, like my biceps from the stupid chest bars on day one lit me up a little bit but in terms of the sandbag that isn't that didn't make me any sore there were people a lot of people i would see after that workout would be doing this and it looked just i mean it's kind of crazy i don't think people realize it but to have something that weighs 300 pounds pushed against your neck is just Mm -hmm. fucked yeah it's just it's just it's horrible for sure especially just like this and it's just all sitting on your spine yeah uh, and and that's a that was a PR for you by ninety pounds, pretty much, yeah, yeah, nuts. Um, I I wonder if any of the camps got three hundred pound bags now. Yeah, I'm not sure if they have one down at Tennessee. I don't have one at my place. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Herniated discs. <laughs> what were you going to say? Sorry. I, I, I just was going to say, I assume people have bought heavier bags. <clears throat> I assume that there's some 300s going around out there. I mean, it's the kind of thing that if you're not going to use, ends up becoming just a fucking disaster in your gym, right? It's just yeah. this pile of shit sitting there taking up floor space. Yeah, collecting dust. and. Yeah. Do you have any equipment like that that you would just wish you wouldn't have bought? Mm, not necessarily that I wish I wouldn't have bought, just wish it was not as messy. <laughs> like my 250 bag, because I don't use it as often, like it does collect dust or every day we do rope climbs, like all those shreds get stuck underneath it. And the jerk blocks also take up a lot of space. Yeah. Jerk blocks the uh, for garage gyms, jerk blocks, reverse hyper GHD. Like you think it's going to be cool to get that and you put a GHD in your garage and you're like, shit, where am I going to work out? 100 sit-ups a day. Yeah. It's the only way you can make it worth it. Do you do 100 GHDs every day? No. Oh. No. What do you think about that machine? Do you do, do you like GHD sit-ups? They're okay. Not They're not something I hate anymore. I used to hate them. Like when I did the Mayhem Classic, the workout that had 100 GHDs in it just destroyed my soul. Um, but now I've, I've filled that hole a little bit. Uh, you said you cut your own shirts. You don't yeah. even you don't even roll with your own scissors. Nope. I actually have to go down to the lobby and get some scissors here. And um, and uh, L- Lauren Khalil was saying that how cut how straight you cut it, and I was really impressed with that too. It is it is it is a pretty straight cut. So if it's a straight cut, I didn't do it. That's Ashley. Okay. Yeah. And um, what about are there any rules on a tire? I don't even recognize you there. By the way, you look like a redhead. Um. Are there any rules on a tire regarding cutting the shirt? Like, has anyone said to you, hey, you can't do that, Nick? No. After the, so I did it for the first event, the bike and the bike toes to bar workout. Nobody said anything. And then it was after the skill medley that one of somebody from Athlete Control came up and asked me if I cut all my shirts that way. I was like, no, just the one. She just said, okay, and like kind of walked away. And then the next day I came in because I thought that was like my my red light. Like, okay, don't do it anymore. And then the next day I came in and it was the same athlete relations people. They were like, oh, no crop top today? And then I was like, oh, well, I'm cutting the rest of them now then. <laughs> so you thought maybe it was a passive aggressive, the first one. Yeah. Like, just don't do it again. But, yeah, nobody said anything to me after that. But Nick, but you read into it, and now you've had your lesson learned. Don't ever yep. read into anything anyone says. Yep, definitely not. Cut away. Sorry, Tier, I'm cutting all the clothes this weekend. And and if you have you released the Nick Matthew crop top yet? Uh, I got my test shirt. Should have came into the gym today, so I'm just testing it. And then if it's good on Monday or Tuesday when I get back, then it'll be live next week. congratulations and and that one's been um uh professionally cut um there's actually a dotted line where to cut so i put a dotted line on the shirt so people can just follow that and cut it seriously yeah dude and then they and then it says cut here for big nick energy so they can either cut it or it's still like part of the style of the shirt wow i want to cut it wow whose idea is that um, that one was mine, but there was a couple other people that kind of all had the same idea that floated into their head right away. I mean, away. they give it to you. It's fucking yeah. genius. Yeah, it was cool. Genius. 
Uh, Caleb, can you type in male crop top? Let's see what, let's see who the competitors are for, um, for men's, men's crop tops out there. Cut your own. Hey, and, and for, if, if it's $30 for that shirt for fifty nine ninety five, you get a pair of scissors sent to you too. Scissors in a box, making a presentation. We're already yeah. thinking about it. Don't worry, don't worry. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> I love it. Seriously. Are you thinking scissors? Yeah. Oh it. God. I love it. I mean, how do all these other companies get you to buy their stuff? They make it a nice presentation. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to say Nick is winning the. Hey, it's all the same guy modeling all the crop top shirts on Amazon. That's funny. Keep going. Go to Google. Keep going. Google. Famous crop top wearers. Let's see. Was that movie Flashdance? John Travolta? Hey, dude, it is the same guy selling every single fucking crop top. This guy has cornered the fucking market on crop tops on, on, on Amazon. I don't know how I feel about that polo one, though. Wow, I need to have that guy in the podcast. as a. How did you corner the market on crop tops? That's amazing. Okay, will you go to Google Images? Let's see. Let's see if we can get see someone outside of that. I got my Google image rights revoked after that one time when I put in big dick on accident. Don't ever Google that live on the air. Now we know. I I bet Froning has four 300-pound bags in his garage. Okay, so I don't even see that guy now. Yeah, it's it's a um, you're you're going to be bringing the crop top to a whole new demographic. I think this is a totally demographic, different demographic. Hey, it serves a functional purpose too. Yeah, tell I told me you that indicate one is unisex. It is. It's for everybody. <laughs> right, everything's for everybody. Everything is for everybody. Uh, um, uh, uh, Nick, how is it functional? Because you get the protection on your shoulders, but you got a little air coming in in the bottom. For sure. Yeah. Like a workout, for example, if it has like thrusters or something, you don't want the bar to slide off your shoulders, but it's hot sometimes and need a little AC. Have you ever cut one above the nipple? Mm, Not, not cut it above the nipple. When I raise my arms, it might go above my nipple. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Then the crowd is just excited for you to go overhead. (laughs) God, I hope this is... I God, I hope this is an overhead workout. Why? Because Nick Matthews' shirt will go up and show us some nipple. Uh, you, do you have anyone you train with, like uh, uh, in your gym, or, or are you a solo guy? I'm solo, but I got friends that I that jump in and work out with me. For the it, most part, I work out by myself, but I'll always rope them into some nasty wads that I do, or um, jump in. I program the stuff that I do for classes as well, so. I get to jump into class with the group too. Oh, that's nice. You actually write a workout that's part of your training, give it to the class, but then everyone just scales around. That's exactly like, that's the thing with like programming is the workouts don't matter. You can take it at whatever speed you're taking it at. You can always scale and modify things back anywhere. So yeah, even if it's a games, individual workout, we can always modify things if it's too hard or whatever. But isn't that the point of the CrossFit workouts is that anybody can do them? Anybody. Yeah. Uh, and, and you go to the pain kit, you go to dark places every day? Bad yep. places that are like, fuck, really? Yep. Every day. 
Pretty much. So, I, something that sucks every single day for sure. Because I, I would, I would, I would hear Matt say that Matt Fraser say that that he gets every morning he would get on the assault bike and uh, just go to an absolutely horrible place. I think he said he would sell his soul. Yeah. And I just can't imagine doing that first thing in the morning. I can't imagine doing that every day, but you do. Yeah. It's not just in the form of like one area though. There's, sure. Yeah. Do you think that there's something that you do that you, that, that other people don't do? You think there's something? No, I, I mean, people have a pretty good grasp on how to get fit nowadays. I mean, like I said, I'm not the fittest one out there either. So there's probably things that, I'm doing that other people are doing other things too. So, I mean, get your typical strength programming in multiple Metcons a day. I mean, biggest part I think is consistency and then just what you give to each section of what you do. Like if, if like my, my strength background, for example, if I do like a strength workout, like I love lifting heavy. I love accessories. I love doing things like that. But if I slack off during my Metcon, it's going to show. Whereas vice versa, somebody who does like an all-star in their Metcon, but then they just kind of skimp through their accessories or don't finish all their sets of squats or because it hurts or like things like that. Like everybody kind of has their thing that, yeah. These 14 guys who are going to show up here, um, do you you even consider them at all or do you just go in and do your best? Um, I think one of the biggest things that helped me at the games was – after getting that spot, I just didn't really have any expectations set on me. And I mean, even if there is some now, I'm just going to go into it with, yeah, just do the best that I can. Like take one, each workout one at a time and see what I can pull off by the end of the weekend. Um, do you have a, is, is your computer a PC? Uh, Adele. Aha. Why is that the issue? Does Aha. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt Burns. Wait, th- this isn't your coach, Mac Burns. No. Matt Burns. No. Burke is my coach. Burke. Sorry. Burke. Yeah. Burke. Yeah. yeah, Burke. Is Nick on the moon? His mic is terrible. Maybe. Probably just using a phone. But look at, look at, I went straight to, uh, Nick's mic is better than Don Falls. Really? <laughs> uh, I went straight to, it's a PC and, I am right. You're a fucking Dell guy. God, you're weird. I am a whatever works kind of guy. Yeah, right, right, right. Is that even your computer? Nope, my boss gave it to me. <laughs> my boss gave me this computer too. Nice. Uh, Mr. Matthew, thank you for coming on the show. appreciate it. Thank you so much. I, yeah, it's been you brought, great. You brought a lot of energy to the uh, space. Uh, it's a tough group of guys to break into, and you have deservedly broken into them. And I know uh, a ton of people love you and are enjoying watching you uh, show up and make it clear that you can win workouts. So I'm pumped to see you this weekend. Um, I have your phone number. I'll probably bug you throughout the weekend. I never, ever am offended by being ghosted because I know you guys are busy, so super low stress. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. All right, brother. Good luck. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Sevon Burns is driving again. Do not use his comments. It's encouraging this bad habit of commenting while driving. I think those two are married or something because they're always driving together. Oh.
wonder if he uses a stick shift. I want to tell you something really bad I do while I drive, but I, I shouldn't. I'm trying to be, I always want to try to be a good uh, role model. Uh, looking forward to seeing you compete, Spiegel. Uh, David Weed, I don't even know what he's saying, but at least it doesn't sound, oh, it's not me. Good dude. Okay, yeah, good dude. Yeah. Wow, David. Look at you. Uh, Turn over a new leaf. No sex yet. No, I no, it's not sex. Uh oh, okay. So not that intimate. Okay. No, no, I I don't I don't have sex while I'm driving. That's crazy. Uh don't shit your don't shit your pants. Okay. I won't. Thanks, Christine. The the plan is in three hours to come on with Ricky Garrard. Uh three hours and fifteen minutes, thirteen minutes. He missed I think that would be uh or is it four hours? Three hours, three hours and 15 minutes. He missed his flight going to Rogue, um, but he says he can still make the podcast. What a dude. Um, I will let you know what I find out. I am. Uh, thank you. I wasn't really happy with the show. For some reason, I don't feel like myself today. I don't know if I was overwhelmed with how many people we were having on. But um, but thank you for saying that, Magnus. And I, I do feel like a sense of accomplishment because um, – do you know why, Caleb? Why? Why I, I like so. this podcast so much? Tell me why. Because we get so many, so many guests on all the time, and we just kind of go with it. But what information did he give me that I'm like, yeah, I'm the greatest journalist who ever lived? Oh, <laughs> fact that Haley stayed there, or the fact that he's not retiring? No, no, no. With Nick, with oh. Nick. Oh, the fact he pooped his pants. Yes. Caleb hasn't slept in 36 hours. He thought we just finished talking to Rich. He's still playing. He's still counting. He wants to sleep so bad. He's counting Rich Froning's jumping over a fence. One Rich Froning. Two Rich Froning. Uh, all right, guys. So uh, if all goes according to plan, um, we will not have any more earthquakes on the show. And uh, we will see you soon with Ricky Garrett. Thank you. Bye-bye.